Natural Solutions with Dr. J. Your source for time-tested and cutting-edge natural medicine approaches to optimize your health. With your host, Dr. J. Sordian. So I, uh, this is Natural Solutions with Dr. J, and I'm so pleased to have the second opportunity to interview Andrew Phillips on this, uh, on, on this podcast. And Andrew is like a really amazing person. He, um, his, his background as far as business, what we're talking about here, he spent his career in marketing. And the last 10 years, he's been running an agency that delivers digital marketing services to some of the world's biggest brands. And he's also working with smaller entrepreneurs now because of the uh, COVID shelter-in-place changes that have occurred over the past several months. And so he is the founder of the Digital Marketing Codex. And so, as I said, he has been working with entrepreneurs as well, not just large businesses, but smaller businesses and entrepreneurs to help them get leads and to generate more business online. I want to thank you for being here. And one of the first questions I have, though, because this is a health related, uh, we have a focus on health and natural solutions with Dr. J, but so how did you get started in doing this kind of um, work in advertising and things of that nature? Hi, Dr. J. Great to be here. Uh, yes. And thanks for inviting me on your show. You know, so it's a great privilege to be here. Well, thanks and, so much. And, and uh, yeah, in answer, in answer to your question, I, I guess, uh, you know, you, you, I guess you fall in love with things. And, and I fell in love with marketing. Uh-huh. And uh, when, when I was 15, uh, my school sent me out to, to have a bit of experience. You know, in the and they 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 call that works works experience. Uh huh. And and my job was in the advertising department of the local newspaper. Oh, interesting, interesting. And uh, it was great because I was tasked with um, there was a local uh, uh, fishing shop. You know, where where fishermen would come in and buy you know bait and buy buy tackle. Uh-huh. And and my job was to generate advertising, uh, you know, inquiries by creating a nice advert. Oh, interesting! And it's just amazing. And and you know, and I went through you know the early parts of my career doing uh, working um, in the hotel business as a ho- I qualified as a hotel manager. Oh, but I quickly realized what I really loved was the communication with people. All right, yeah. so so you did some advertising for fishing, mm-hmm. and and was that pretty successful even at age fifteen? Well, they uh, they booked again the next week and the next week. Well, uh, there you so go. That, that that was something. That was something. Yeah. And that's pretty exciting when you have that kind of success, and they go, "Oh, we want you to keep being here." That's that's it says something really important. Nice. And Absolutely. then you were you were working for the local newspaper, and then. You branched out. You had your own publishing company as well. I seem to recall. Yeah, that, that, that's right. So um, you know, um, when I decided that what I really liked was communication, uh, you know, I, I I decided to to spend two weeks in a in a publishing house to to understand that you know, and, and I was tasked with jumping on the phone and talking to people about you know possibly advertising in in the sort of national magazines and. Uh, that seemed to go down really well, and I ended up being there for five years, and then I set up my own business. I set up my own shop doing the same thing. 
I see. I saw. Now these were not the tabloids. Oh, absolutely not. This is uh, this is coffee top table. You know, two hundred page glossy magazines. They had products in them, or uh, really, they were, the, the the speciality was sport. So you know, we worked with the, the you know the PGA for oh. for, for, for for golf uh, and uh -huh. and uh, the, the 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 Formula One for for you know Association for Formula One. Uh, wow. I actually was very lucky enough to 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 bring. Uh, uh michael jordan and magic johnson for an all-stars nba sanctioned event in london wow uh, for one, in one of those gigs which uh -huh. is, uh, and i can tell you it was an amazing experience and i had a stiff neck by the end of the night because they were like this this, this tall. <laughs> were they that big yeah they were just phenomenal yeah. absolutely phenomenal so yeah. did you meet them like at the airport and things like that? Uh, no, our company did that, but I, I met them at the event and and they they did uh, they did the hospitality with our customers for us. You know, uh -huh. they did you know the, the sort of meeting and greeting and all that. Then uh -huh. they put on the show and that was just sensational and yeah. Oh, it, because the you mean when they were playing the basketball it was a, a that kind of show? Yeah, it, it was a, it was a, a it was an event, a, a uh -huh. basketball event. So right. it was like a, a showcase bit of fun you know they were standing throwing the basketball behind them and you know <laughs> scoring yeah and from the halfway line things like that yeah. wow how exciting do you still keep in touch with them no i was never that high up in the you know at that time uh because that was before i had my own company that was uh -huh. just before that i was never that level that i had that privilege um but yeah but in the moment it, it was uh, something i remember that's that's very interesting yeah i i don't have that type of uh experience that i could i could claim in my in my career so um you had the publishing company and i know that we had talked before and i've been in a number of different uh like leadership programs where in in this in the san francisco bay area and the um we would have each each month we would have a new section of of culture or society come in and business and talk about what was going on. And so they had one that was on publishing. Mm -hmm. And and so even then, that was probably 12 years ago, there was already this huge decline of print. Because it's it's, you know, there used to be print everywhere. I mean, there's like the onion. I used to love picking that up at the do you know the onion? I've heard of that, yes. Yeah. It's this it's this outrageously funny comedian like like this newspaper that just makes fun of everything and i yeah. first saw it in new york city and it was just in the free boxes on the street and yeah. and then gradually it got less and less and all the newspapers on very few i think the new york times still maybe prints a sunday edition that gets distributed but almost mm -hmm. all um newspapers have have gone to digital now and yeah. so that happened also with your uh company right yeah, that's right. No, we, we we were very successful. We had a very good innings. You know, we, we were there for like six, seven years and we did really well. And then it hit us very quickly. You know, it is really a, a seismic shift when 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 digital came in and I didn't know much about digital. So I actually I decided to to, to, to learn what I could about digital. And, and I actually ended up studying with Stanford University. Um, you know, and I, and that was amazing. That was just you came a, to Stanford. Well, I did afterwards. I did I did oh. the course online uh -huh. initially, 
and then I came afterwards to, to meet the, the, some, some of my mentors. Um, and it was just the most uh, amazing experience to enjoy that Silicon Valley vibe. And, and, and yeah, it was just great. And, and then to, to actually then come along and go to Stanford afterwards and, and to enjoy the whole area. Yeah, uh, old Bay Area is just 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 amazing, and and I forged you know bonds and, and and friendships there as a result of that, which you know I'm I maintain to this day, and it's just just fantastic. Uh, what a great experience! It was very humbling uh, to be part of that, and yeah, really well, a great I'm experience. I'm sure you contributed a great deal also with your um, background in marketing, and and because I think you've said that so many things still transfer over from the old headline kind of how to create hooks and how to in just a few short words how do you grab people's attention would you would you say that people's attention span has decreased over the years absolutely i think we've all officially got attention deficit disorder now uh-huh. uh you know we're bombarded i think there's some stat that we get about three thousand advertising messages per day per person wow uh, and 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 so, so we, we're very quickly filtering these messages out um and, and you know at the, it, it was nine seconds then eight then 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 six but what what i work on and what our agency has been been working on is on the basis of four four seconds interesting so that's like you're just cutting it in half just in case you have less than well, yeah well actually i mean uh, youtube did that for for us so when you, you know you when you got that advert that you know, will just jump in it just jumps on before you watch a youtube clip and there's these two types skippable and unskippable and the skippable is after five seconds oh yes 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 right in the yeah. digital ones yeah and by yeah. four seconds you've made up your mind that's for sure that's true that makes that makes a lot of sense yeah i i, I try to most of them i skip but sometimes i'll actually watch them and i'm going why am i why is this on here oh this is an ad is <laughs> Exactly, and and slowly but surely, over over like two or three seconds, you've moved your mouse to where that skip uh, ad appears, and right. you're just waiting for it to appear so you can press it. Yeah, uh, and that's the sign of a bad ad. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, so that's something that in your um, professional work, do you like have the hot? What what's it called? A hot screen, or it's like a. You know where it shows which areas of the screen heat map. Yeah, is that is that something that you also use in some of the work you do? Yeah, absolutely. So so since Stanford, you know, I I formed a digital agency, and part of the work that we we've we've been doing for the last ten years for big brands is actually looking at you know consumer behavior online, and 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 the science behind that. Part of the science, as you rightly point out, is the heat mapping. Mm. Uh, we, we, which does give us like really good insights, and uh, especially on our user interface. So we get we get a sense of you know when these people see a page, you know, are they really engaging with that page? Is it working? You know, and if some pages aren't working, and some aren't, uh, and some are, some better yeah. than the others, and we we get a, we can get a sense of that with those heat maps and with lots of other tools as well. But you and, know, and it, it does help. So are, there's also heat maps that will track where people's eyes go. Yeah. Is that true? Yeah. Well, that 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 is actually true. Basically, yeah. what that that works in 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 testing. Oh. So it, in a, in 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 testing facilities, 
people will agree to come in and and and, and that that can work that is a system that that, that does work it is used in testing uh, but it, but when we're when we're working with people you know when we've already got sites out there or, or apps we're working on where they've actually visited where their mouse is scrolled i see where they scroll to and where their mouse goes yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Uh, that's so sophisticated so like the the whole marketing arena is so sophisticated now i think many people have no clue how sophisticated it really is you know you know we we, we provide uh, you know up until covid 19 we've been we've providing an all and all we've got an all services agency uh, and you know it, it's fair to say that you know i personally can't be an expert in every single area right. you know it, it really has become a, a each each area is a, is a speciality and mm -hmm. you know you, you know enough to, to run the agency you know enough to know what what that what that particular job does and right. you can do it if you roll if i roll up my sleeves and, but really from the guys who are doing it every day you know six seven hours a day wow. you know yeah 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 so so prior to covid 19 um you had a you had an agency that was like 20 people and it was a particular office space and that type of thing too right yeah, that's right. We had we had offices, um, but, but which were actually located, you know, with, within a, 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 a bridge walk from our biggest client. Oh, we we right. sort of, you know, we moved there because they were just, it was just it was an optimization, um, and that well, that's very helpful. But we, then we had studios across town uh, in a in a in a in a cheaper area. Uh -huh. uh, and those, those studios were considerable size studios and, and we had a team of 20 24 people in there at any one time um and we were that those studios were creating content and uh -huh. and so we had the you know the videographers were in there the the the, the shoots the sets you know the whole thing and we we got we got locked down we got shut out wow you know with covid 19 that was that was the end of that and so at that time you mentioned i think before you're working these really long hours a typical corporate kind of structure where you just go 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 and and that had some health effects uh, absolutely you know with global clients you know you very often got what we call touch points is when the, the you know the client wants to speak to us and and we'd have multiple touch points per project hmm. per country market so you know we'd, we'd finish up you no know, seven o'clock in the evening and then uh, you know u.s country market would be knocking at our door with with a barrage of emails when they finish up which is our time 10, 10 o'clock in the evening right. and then it would be canada because canada would then finish you know a, a couple of hours later on the west uh -huh. coast yeah and and, and then uh, i actually had a team in malaysia who uh, were who were able to because of the the exact opposite time time zone difference, we're able to deliver stuff overnight, All so right. we could have to the client the next day. And by the time I dealt with Malaysia, it was almost time to wake up again to start the London the London office. Wow, wow! So you so you got like uh, one hour of sleep and and a few hours of napping or something? And that would be more like the luxury of the weekend, yeah. <laughs> I mean, so it wasn't as a, bad as that but pretty close uh-huh so that had a, a impact on you and it stressed you and and you had some symptoms or something that led you to yeah i got i'll tell you about that dr j was that and this is why i feel so lucky and so now I'm, I'm i'm so happy that you know i i i had 
I, I went to hospital to A and E one day because I'd been ill for a day. I, I couldn't. I couldn't A and E is like emergency and acute care or something. That that's right. That's okay. right. Yeah. Yeah, and and I I couldn't balance, you know, and I was feeling seasick even when I was sitting down. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and and I, and I, to, I was told that I had vertigo. And they said, oh, have you had a cold recently? And that type of thing. And they they led to the, the vertigo. But then the, the the attending doctor, basically, she saved my life because she said she she said we've got any other symptoms, and you know. Every day for about the a year, for the last year at that point, uh-huh. I, I'd been, you know, when, when I got out of my house in the morning, I'd walk 30 seconds down, down the road to head for the train. And I'd have to stop because my, my chest was really, really hurting and short of breath. And I thought I was just like unfit. Right. As, as you do. And, but then, the, so the, the intending doctor, the a and you know, I, I mentioned those symptoms. She sent me for an ECG, the ESG, ESG. And and they said, no, heart's pretty good, but we don't we don't trust this because you no, know, based on your what's been explained about your symptoms. Uh-huh. Uh, so they said, you know, we, we wanted to come back the next day in the morning, uh, but don't eat anything the night before. Hmm. So I did that. I, I turned up the next day with my I was carrying a always carry a laptop bag, you know, I'm always ready for action. <laughs> and and uh, I'd signed some documents uh, which I didn't even pay attention to, and they'd ask me like, "Do you want to uh, do you want to be anesthetized, or are you just like a local sedative?" And I said, "Yeah, I don't want to be anesthetized. I've got to go to work, you know. I'm, I'm sort of late already." And um, so, so, so then I I'd, I'd walked in, I walked into this room, and there was like a team in there. There was like seven or eight people in the room, and I think you're always in trouble when there's one nurse who's come to hold your hand. <laughs> <laughs> And there was the and, and so they they put this like liquid warm liquid in in my arm and uh, and all of a sudden I, there's the surgeon who is and, and the nurse is saying like don't look you know and and, and I was looking obviously you're you know and they say don't look you're obviously gonna look yeah. and and they, they, they cut cut my wrist that's, open that's like put, isn't that like a basic a basic thing you say don't do this and the person immediately does. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, yeah. and they said, like, so I saw this, like, brown liquid going over my wrist. And then the surgeon got the scalpel out and just cut, cut my wrist, you know, open. And I could wow. see it. It was, like, surreal because I couldn't feel it. Um, and, and then they, they've had this, like, very long, uh, thin wire. And they, they put up. And basically, it was an angiogram, which I found out later. And uh, the process went on for about 30 minutes, 35. It was a bit uncomfortable, you know, where we could feel it moving. But I could see my heart beating on the monitor. Hmm. And um, so they said that it's all, all done. And so I got up and I said, no, thanks, guys. Thanks very much. And I know I was just off to back to work. <laughs> and and the, the, the cardiologist uh, who was standing in the room and there was a, sort of you know, overseeing everything, he said, well, you're not going anywhere. You know, we, we, I've just sent for a wheelchair. I booked you on the ward. You got like a 99% blockage. Wow. And and you were so lucky because you could have died at any moment. Any moment in the last year, you could have just you know gone. And wow. it is in the uh, it is in the iota is the iota aorta uh-huh. aorta. Uh, and they, and they basically explained that you know it, when you have a blockage in that artery, then it's it, the the percentage chance of the heart recovering is diminished, and compared to other right. blockages. Uh, and you know I, I was put on a ward. And you know, then I had to explain to, to to my wife and children, 
the seriousness of the situation mm. you know and, and my daughter's like saying like you know daddy are you gonna die and, and like honestly I you know I always like saying no, of course not you know but like you know as you do you know you as do, you do yeah you, you say those things because yeah. you don't know yeah and the reality of it was I mean you know I, I I wasn't allowed to move I was everything was on the wheelchair you know wow. for, for those because they just waited for me to settle down because they put this uh, sort of there, there's a plastic clamp that they put instead of stitching your artery back up uh, uh, uh. Uh, and that applies it's a pressure pad system and they were waiting for me to recover so they could do the next procedure and uh, fortunately for me I had two stents inserted um, and they they shipped me to 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 a more specialist hospital to do that Huh. Um, uh, because there was like the leading uh, professor of cardiology in, in London uh, and it was done and you know at the end of that I felt amazing because the, the blood was flowing yeah and so when you would walk walk to the tube then it, it just like there was nothing no it's absolutely totally fine and, wow. and 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 you know i was on i was on meds for a little bit better while that that um helped the body not to reject the stent mm. and then you know you, you this beta blockers and statins and all those, those things as well but look after about six months i quickly came off the beta blockers and the statins oh well, that's good. and uh, yeah and i ended up uh, you know i replaced those with the gym oh yeah and uh yeah and so i did i did a lot of, lot of work in the gym I, I i did my two and a half hours a day on cardio wow wow and yeah, so this did. was prior to the covid thing yeah this is this is about like a year prior to the covid i see i see year and a half perhaps uh -huh. uh, and it was all my focus was i i guess i lost about i don't know what it is it was, what is it 14 kilograms i don't know what that is in pounds it's quite it's a fair it's quite a bit yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, I but think two point two pounds is a kilo, maybe. Yeah, there you go. I think that's the conversion. I'm not positive, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. So um, considerable weight loss, feeling yeah. better, dietary changes, of course. Yeah, mm. um, no, I, I read up a lot about it. You know, I read about you know that the you know the ability to process sugar is different for different bodies, different mm. people, and and then the byproduct of that plaque that builds up. You know on the on the arteries so yeah but uh you know live to tell the tale yeah that's well we're we're so happy that you did um Thank you've you. been providing a lot of, of of really good help to people that i know and i myself did a consultation with you i'm still working on my uh focusing on my avatar so what would you say your biggest challenge in business has been and and how did you overcome it now that that's a great question um so when when I finished my studies with Stanford and, and I decided that I really love digital and I wanted to set up set up a digital shop, I decided I was going to do it uh, bootstrap. So I did I did it with uh, with the twenty eight pounds and fifty pence, which is about I think at the time is about thirty two bucks. <laughs> and the challenge of bootstrapping was uh, you know a great uh, and character building one. Uh huh. <laughs> I guess, um, but it it was like because that's 20, all you had at the time to invest. Yeah, I had twenty twenty eight pounds and fifty pence. I mean, yeah, I had a little bit more than that, but I couldn't afford to put it into a business. Right. You know, I'd I'd already lost one, took the hit on that, and then you know re, re, uh, rebuilt myself in digital, 
I really couldn't afford, afford to make the the other investment. Yeah. Uh, but what it was, it was actually twenty eight pounds fifty pence, which is about thirty two whatever bucks, plus two woolly jumpers, um, because I was like working out of the internet cafes with the, yeah. with the, the aircon is so cold there, um, because they don't really want you to stay too long. That's right. Uh, yeah, I know it's amazing. And around here, well, most you can't go and sit any longer in a cafe. And and for a while, I had a, a an office space myself for about twenty five years. And then I was trying to get other people to come in and share the expense and stuff, and I couldn't. And so I had to give it up. And but yeah. I used to like spend so much time there because I had it twenty four seven. And yeah. then when I downsized my clinic to like two days a week, then I had to find a place to spend the other time I was just so used to. It. So I, so I could go to libraries that had yep. internet access. I could go to coffee shops and just sit there for hours on end. And all yep. of a sudden that's all died up, dried up also. Yeah. yeah. But so you were doing it in England there when there were other famous authors like working on their Harry Potter books and stuff. Well, absolutely. And I actually lived, I was living in Bloomsbury at the time. Bloomsbury. And uh, obviously Bloomsbury Publishing for the Harry Potter. Uh, yeah, yeah, And so I, 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 I was literally two streets away from Bloomsbury Publishing House. Ah. And so do you think you were in the same coffee shop as? It's, it, it's, it's possibly, it's, it's possibly uh you know that, time, that there was some sort of you know connection or influence but i never knew uh jk rowling in any way right and right. never knew the, the publishing house uh -huh. but you know it's, it's the same coffee maybe maybe the, the coffee was the secret sauce <laughs> so so you start out on a, a shoestring budget mm -hmm. and uh and that was the digital part and so you had a laptop that you carried around with you yeah of course yeah i carried the laptop yeah, everything was out of, out of the little laptop. Yeah, yeah. And so, absolutely. so then eventually you just built that up. You were you using like the publishing clients or contacts in that way, or? Well, no. Just I just went for for different client base, and you know you, what what you have to do as a, a you know you have to first of all you have to win the client, and then you have to over deliver. Hmm. And it's, it's not good enough to deliver. Deliver is mediocrity and, you, and you're soon forgotten. Because, yeah. oh yeah, they did the job, that's it. No, no what, what you need, I will, well, I felt that, that, that we needed was jaw dropping delivery. Yeah. And yeah. literally the impact is so different and so massive that they have no choice but to call you back. Right, right. And so, and, a lot of the referrals that you got is because of that and is also partly in-house or also across corporate clients? Yes. So our policy has always been, you know, because we're, we're working with billion sort of billion dollar brands, yeah. our policy is we'll never, we'll never take on a competing brand. Right. Um, and then that's just something part of our ethics of, of, of principles of doing business. I'm not saying that, that it's bad that other people do that because I think some agencies put up Chinese walls and all of this, this, this type of process that they have in place. But we, we just have never done that. Um, so, we, we, you know, but what we did uh, win a lot of business on the back on was referrals, even within companies themselves that owned multiple brands. Mm, mm. Uh, and yeah. and it's, it's just uh, it's just great to have those referrals. It's just, it's just like an endorsement to saying that, you know, whatever you're doing it is working. 
That's yeah, great. No. And and so you've worked in the food industry. Well, a lot of our brands, uh, food brands, FMCG food brands, brands yeah, yeah, um, right. so fast-moving consumer goods. Uh, not all of them, uh, but but many of them were, were food brands. And you know, we, it's a it's a niche that you you have to have a, a love and an understanding for, of course. Uh-huh. And you know, I, I I love my food. What can I say? <laughs> That's great. And so, like it. So if there was like a, uh, a shoe brand or something, that would not be in conflict because it's a totally different. That's arena. right. Yeah, that's, that's, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. And so you overcame that whole initial process of, of the having to start all over again and the shoestring budget and all. And so what would you say is the accomplishment that you are most proud of in business so far? Uh, 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 I would say, and that it's it's an easy one for me to say, and I just wanted to articulate it uh, properly. It it you know, for for me, it's working with iconic brands, having the opportunity because you know we, we, we're working with truly iconic brands, and 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 in that moment in time for that project, we're 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 the guardians of the brand. Mm. You know, it's been passed on from generation to generation from great marketers to other great marketers. And in that moment, it's just for that moment. And, and yeah, of course, it's the hot seat. It's like sitting on, on the fires of hell wow. uh, because you know we're all in pressure because everybody wants to do the best for the brand. And, and obviously not least the, the, the brand leadership team who, right. are our, uh, who commissioned us. So, but it's just a great privilege and, and also it's a great privilege to work with such great, great people. Mm. And yeah, so, so in the marketing industry, are all the people like very good at persuasive communication? I, I, I would say yes. I say, uh, but there are so, so sometimes I, I guess everyone's different. And, 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 when, and when we're creating messages, we have to try and, 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 and we have to sometimes, you know, uh, brands will try a little bit too hard. And they'll overshoot the mark a little bit, and and then the message will bomb. Oh, um, interesting. But 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 I wouldn't say that's bad. I wouldn't say the people who got involved in in those campaigns were were bad at their job. They 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 just pushed a little bit too hard. Mm. Uh, and, and 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 I guess if you don't do that, you know, then then you can become a little little bit bland in the end. Huh. And so, but but not only just in the in the branding, but in like working together like is you know do do people try to use like the marketing languaging with each other to convince each other on uh, if they're trying to sell their idea on on something do they ever use that i i don't think it's quite like that i think i think um i i guess there's different types of people in every industry uh-huh. uh and and we, we meet all different types of people and some people i love love what they're doing and some people and perhaps you know perhaps they're looking for a change of industry uh-huh. so th- th- there's always going to be that um uh, but then so sometimes um you know there are there are you know well well documented errors uh-huh. uh, so there was a very famous uh, sugar drinks manufacturer who produced an advert a year and a half ago they did it in-house and it caused a bit of a storm 
um, it was involved, you know, they, they tried to, to leverage um, people protesting against the police um, in the USA and on a uh -huh. march um, about a year and a half, two years ago. And it just fell flat. It just it really had the opposite effect. Yeah. And, and so, so I guess that sometimes, you know, everybody says, yes, it's, so one person says, yes, it's great. And then the other one says, yeah, we agree. And then everyone agrees, but they haven't really gone out of their little circle of, you uh -huh. know. So when we, in, in, in our industry, we're always trying to look at a different view. Hmm. We're always trying to get a wider perspective. So, so, we, so, so we're not, it, we don't miss the mark on things like that. Oh, very um, interesting. So, yeah, it, it, yeah, it's just part of the process usually. So um, what's the best strategy that you've learned and what impact has it had on your business? Yeah, so uh, so as, as my agency got, got you know, bigger and, and you know, and there were times, there was one moment when we got, we got one, we had one massive contract win and then two more brands uh, within the same company awarded us the similar contract but from their brand all within the same week oh. so <laughs> so it's just just a ridiculous uh, amount of work to deliver and mm. um, and i was lucky enough to to read a book by gary keller called the one thing and all right uh, yeah that's and gary keller's in real estate i know that with keller williams i yeah we we had this this is a disclosure no i at the we had a conversation like this on Monday. Today's a Friday, and and um, I messed up. I didn't get the recordings done right. So I remember. So tell me again about the one thing and and the fact. I'm, I confess then I do now that that um, in real estate I've been doing it almost well two years, a little more than two years. And and Keller Williams suggests that everyone read this book, and I have not read it yet. So it, it, you're way it, ahead of me. <laughs> it, it, it's a phenomenal book. Um, it's probably that it, it's, 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 since it was published, I read that book four times a year to keep me on track. All right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and the reason that it's so powerful is because, you know, it does what it says on the tin, which is like, you know, focus on one thing. And, and even when you're in, when you're in, uh, when you've got multiple projects and you're managing them and you're planning them out and you're implementing them on, a, on an hour by hour basis. Hmm. It's you've it, it, I I've I've just applied Gary's technique, which is to focus on that one thing. Now we can think we can think of this in different levels. Like so, one thing on a strategic level, of course, is one thing. But even even when we're managing our time on a, on a on a on an hourly basis, we we can and we drill down and do the most essential thing first. It's been very helpful for me, and uh, yeah. So it's like a, a also a time management. A strategy and so you do you actually like book out your your time exactly you're going to work at this amount and then that amount yeah it, it, it's more it's more of a focus management strategy than a time management strategy oh all right okay. you know because because if the one thing is so important then it, it doesn't matter if that takes you you know four hours in the day then it takes you four hours in the day you know, it's not about optimizing the time. It's really about the priority and getting the priorities right and then implementing them. And I think Gary actually says that, you know, if, you, if, if, if the most important thing in your business, if you can do that for four hours a day, then your business is going to progress. 
Mm. Or, or anything you do in your life, the most right. important thing for you, and if you can, uh, you know, dedicate those, those four hours. And it's all right. That's that's great. Thank you again for re-inspiring me to actually get the book and and you know read it at least five times a year, four times a year, four times a year. Yeah, yeah. Because it's, I, I think I think actually I looked at it. The, um, was it uh, two days ago? It's, it's it's nine bucks. It's nine bucks. Oh, yeah. It's so, not the expense. It's just I had this stack of yeah. books, unread books. They're this this high. This yeah that high yeah. Um, so what, what's one, the number one thing that you would give advice to anyone about their own marketing? Yeah. So I, I, I think this is a great advice, uh, you know, for, for, for entrepreneurial level through to, through to, through to global brand level. I mean, because this, this principle applies to, to all of us and it's really about understanding exactly who our customer is who our target customer is and you know, we call that avatar this which right. is our ideal target customer and, and it's more about understanding you know what are their pain points you know that we can solve for them and and if we if we can focus on that that that's probably the best thing we could ever do in marketing because once we understand our avatar we're able to communicate with them better we can we, we resonate when we can communicate but also we can provide them exactly what they need hmm. rather so, than trying to fit them into something that we've got. We adjust to, to suit the avatar. All right. And so do you feel that that also applies in interpersonal relationships or family relationships too, perhaps? I think, I think it's good to know who our spouse is. <laughs> And then sometimes it's harder. Sometimes it's much harder to do this on a on a personal basis. Mm -hmm. To you know, know exactly what the other person wants or needs, or that kind of thing. Yeah, and and, and you know, in in marketing, uh, you know, we like to go and ask. And sometimes in our relationships, we we might not ask. And and right. and what and why not? Yeah. So you think asking is is a good thing to do, whether in marketing or relationships, just to ask to find out what what the other person or people in general are looking for. Because there's nothing to lose and everything to win. Wow, that's so that's so deep. That's a that's, that's deep. And um, so, is that like one of the biggest secrets in digital marketing, or is there something else you would say would be a uh, yeah, the, this one we, we I think I, I think we'd probably uh, we probably brushed on this one earlier when we talked about you no know, time span. So so what what's really important is the, the what's the first thing first part of our communication. What's the first thing we say to people within those four seconds or five seconds of attention span that we've got? That's our hook. And, right. and, and my tip is that whenever we're working on anything to relate to our business or we're going to communicate with other people, we should spend as much time on those first four seconds, that one line, mm. than we do on the whole of the rest of the communication. Wow. Because if, if they don't get past the first four seconds, they're never going to look at the rest. They're never going to hear it or read it or, or you know, experience it. Mm-hmm. And more to the point, if we don't get it right, they might even they want them to immediately reject it. Ah, 
So it's not only just ignoring or being lukewarm and not listening, it could be a total rejection. That, that, that's right. That's right. Because we need to we need to hit you know, we need to hit the bullseye with that hook. Because mm. no every marketing message is hook, story, offer. All but right. we, we don't even get to the other parts until until people have no been sold on the hook. That is that's so good to keep in mind. And so um, this has been really, really illuminating. I'm sure the listening audience has learned a great deal. I certainly have. Um, and so where can people go to find out more about you? I mean, I will also put it in the notes, but please tell the audience while they're listening. Sure, sure. Um, th thanks for that. Um, so, yeah, I, I formed a, a Facebook group. To, to help entrepreneurs, and that's to help entrepreneurs uh, to generate, you know, uh, 10, 50, 100 new leads for their business each and every month. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a system, uh, and and we put together a group to support people on that. And then there's a, there's a program as well, and that's called uh, so Facebook groups, and it's it's Digital Marketing Codex. Codex, C O D E X. That's right, and then, and then people can email me at uh, growmybusinessandrew at gmail.com. Growmybusinessandrew at gmail.com. Fantastic, fantastic. So um, anything else at the, just at the last moments of, of wisdom from Andrew that we do you have? Uh, uh, we yeah, I, I, I would say, you know, we're all, we're all in strange times. You know, every one of us has had our, our foundations, you know, rocked. Uh, and, you know, when, if we're in business, you know, we've had customers that, that, that can't buy anymore or are not in a position because they, you know, that we're not physically able, even able to get a product to them, perhaps in some right. cases, or, or the product or the customers aren't allowed to come to us. Um, so we're, 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 in a, we're in a flux of, you know, we're in a change environment. Yeah. And and you know, my humble suggestion to, to, to people would be, you know, look at what you can do to be as flexible as you can be to understand and then act on the needs of the customer, bearing in mind that the customer's needs may, may have changed. Mm -hmm. And oh, if yeah. we can shift, if we can shift accordingly, then we'll survive in our businesses and, and even thrive. Wow. That, that makes total sense. I know that in this area, there's a lot of like great restaurants. People like to go to restaurants and eat out and things like that. And, and they're, they're struggling. So many of them are closing down, close, you know, and the yeah, ones yeah. that are able to, they have the, the outside tables. Uh, where people can sit and it's socially distancing and, and, you know, watching for the masks and things. And I saw on the, on the uh, telly the other night, uh, a, um, a sushi place in San Francisco that created, that bought these geodesic domes covered with plastic. So there are these little bubbles. They have like five or six, they want to get more, but it's outside on the sidewalk. And yeah. so you can enjoy, but it cuts the wind because it can get very, very windy in San Francisco. And so they actually have these, it's, it's like your own little bubble that you're in, but it's, it was very clever, but it's, they're, you know, showing they're adapting and I don't know how they got on the television, 
how they got featured, but somehow yeah. they had some good marketing to be able to get yeah. featured. And I'm going, hmm, yeah, I could use some sushi right now. That sounds good. And in a dome, that's a unique experience. It is, you know, you know, uh, and and I, and I feel for the folks who've got, who've got other people who've got restaurants, oh, yeah. uh, you know, because if, when we think about it, and this this is just brilliant, brilliant, you know, innovation, brilliant thinking to come up with the domes. Uh, but the, the the reality is, there is not enough space to to a. Uh, accommodate the number of customers we had previously That's and right. in the restaurant business we're working on a turnover on a, on a, on a spend per head basis and, and table turnover yeah. um, and, and so that's really uh, calling for some great innovations in, in the restaurant business you know and, and people are looking at some restaurants are looking to think like how can we reach our customers without them coming to our restaurant yeah. when the restaurants locked out how can we still sell to them? How exactly. can we deliver to them? Uh, and and one thing that is is becoming uh, very very pertinent is that you know when we've got when we've got a a, a, a static location, we we sometimes we take our customers for granted. We don't capture their email addresses. True. We don't, we, so so we don't think about how can we talk to them digitally. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and you know, and if we're in that business, perhaps it's a great time to rush out there and capture as many email addresses as we can, you know, so that we can we can communicate with them and deliver to them, or provide the meal kits so they can they can still enjoy the experience of yeah. our restaurant, you yeah. know, uh, because otherwise we're we're going to struggle. Oh yeah, and and yeah. Ever since I've been in business kind of on my own, which has been 40 years or so. The, uh, when I first moved to this area in the, in the uh, Bay Area in Berkeley and stuff, and I'd be driving around and I'd look around and I'd go, huh, there's a, uh, a, uh, an empty office space. There's this, that. And so I started to try to get a sense of the pulse of business because, you know, if, if they're filled up, then that means the economy's good or somebody's doing something right. And then when yeah. they're closed and, and all boarded up, that means the economy is bad. Oh, yeah. And But oh, yeah. restaurants in particular can have – they their turnover is a little higher than most other businesses I've noticed and other restaurants. To be in business as a restaurant, it really takes a lot of savvy because I think the margins are so low. And so, um, I mean, you know, I do – Every week after my clinic thing, I always go by and I always order to go like my pod thai at, at two places. I love pod thai. And I always order it for no other reason than to just hopefully they will still be in business when this yeah. is over. Yeah. Yeah. But so, we need that. Yeah. So thank you. That that tip on being um, being able to change with the times and to um, learn how to keep in contact with your customers when yeah. things change is a very very key component so um andrew yeah. this has been fantastic speaking with you i look forward to all of the listeners having an opportunity to hear your wisdom and to also i suggest everyone check out his facebook group and um contact him about what he can do to help you in your own business or in your corporation and dr j i just want to say thank you so much for inviting me on here and thank you for your guidance you know you 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 have so much wisdom 
and helping me offline as well. And that, and that's much appreciated. So thank you for that. Thank you so much. And and I think our listening audience really got the the cream of the crop today. <laughs> Great to hear, Dr. J. Thanks. If you're interested in finding out more about how you or your relatives can avoid dementia, buy the book, Outsmarting the Dementia Epidemic, Seven Key Memory Care Actions to Avoid Alzheimer's and Successfully Keep Your Brain Safe, Sharp, and Sexy into the Future by going to OutsmartingDementia.com. That's OutsmartingDementia.com. If you'd like to learn more about how to get an appointment with Dr. Sordian, please call the Redwood Clinic at 510-849-1176. And for information, go to theredwoodclinic.com. Thank you.